Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So... Sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. Yeah, hello, and welcome to the Monday KBJ After the Show podcast, wherever you might be. Shout out to uh, Mark Farmer listening to us in the UK. Farmer? Mm-hmm. Ah. Fun stuff. Yeah, we got uh, people from all over now, so keep spreading the word wherever you might be. Let people in your area. Hey, check out this crazy show in America. KBJ. Easy to remember. Thank you so much for spreading the word. Appreciate it. Uh, got a lot of emails here, kind of uh, unpacking also our weekend. Virginia went down to Key West, celebrate the big old 5-0. Woo-hoo. Tore that up, had a good time. Husband chugged himself a beer with her son Rocco, cheering him on. <laughs> Quite an accomplishment. I know he was very proud. He was sending me the videos over the weekend. Love seeing that. Uh, Robert said, uh, did you guys eat at DJ's Clam Shack on Duval Street? Best lobster rolls ever. You know what? I tried to go and the line was so long. I wanted to get a lobster roll. I was craving one, but I didn't have like 40 minutes to stand in that line. Would you get some grouper instead? We ended up getting some lobster sushi that wasn't that great. Mm, Sounds awful. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah, I was very mad, but I just didn't have time to go stand in that line. So, what was that's what rice and lobster, and then what just bull, bullshit inside it? They have it like rolled up, and then it's like seaweed, and yeah, you would hate it. Yeah, that's a that's a tough thing though. I just I'm that way with lines. I just I can't think of anything that is worth waiting in a line for. Not for outside over ten minutes. The problem is, it is. Africa hot out there right. right now. And it's like, if you're not walking, and there there was no breeze on Duval Street yesterday. It was just like stagnant. Mm-hmm. If you're not like going into a bar or restaurant, you're standing outside and I just, I can't do it. We didn't eat at that Blue Heaven. We went by, we had a drink, we talked to half the group that was there having breakfast, but we didn't sit and eat with them because it was so damn hot. Right. I can't eat runny eggs in the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of they got good pizza places in the Keys. We got Domino's. That's bullshit, dog. Yeah, I don't, I, there's nothing that, I, I can't think right off the top of my head. There was I, a rager party, though. We had it delivered. Domino's at midnight on a road uh-huh. trip. That's that's as bad as me doing Wendy's in Columbus. I, there's not a lot of options at midnight, dog. You're right. I, I'm sorry for judging. I take it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. Pizza joints in the keys. I gotta feed these people. The people that weren't on drugs were hungry. <laughs> yeah, and then the people on drugs they want to make sure that they keep their high. That's what's most important. The people on shrooms were like, nah, we're good. We don't need any pizza. No, yeah. man, I'll, I'll, I'll take some more shrooms. 
Uh, Jonathan said, uh, yeah, Jaybird had mentioned how Virginia kept calling him a bitch for not uh, taking his shot at the live show fast enough. I just want to say that uh, Virginia isn't alone. I'm not sure if it's a Mexican thing, but in my family, if we see you behind on drinking slow, we get on your ass and call you out. <laughs> I saw it was funny when I came across this old podcast clip of Virginia pouring Jaybird a big ass shot. <laughs> you are you are getting a little bitter that I wasn't drinking as many as you are. Well, I wanted my buddy. I hear you. I wanted my buddy too. Where, where did she go? <laughs> I was drinking your shots. I had some though. I fell apart. <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, on that, the uh, video did very well on our social media. Virginia dancing in the photo line after our live show last Saturday night. And Engineer Keith said, you guys are trying to figure out if the lady dancing with Virginia was coerced or voluntary. It was not only voluntary, but it was the lady's idea. Okay. It says here, Suits has the clip <laughs> of it, so... I think it was her idea, but then about 10 seconds into her and I dancing, I think she regretted it because she realized, oh, this isn't going great. This bitch is drunk. Real drunk. She's grinding on the railing and she might fall. And I'm looking at the video. It is so bright in there. It is. (laughs) It's very bright. Yeah. It's the brightest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so not even the sun is close to setting. You're not supposed to be that drunk with it that bright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were coerced into that. That wasn't your idea. You do, but I, you went with it. You, I go with you're it. You're not going to say no to a good time. It looks right. like you're dancing on ice. Like you're afraid to slip. You're kind of like, oh, all right, let me, let me shake it like it's warm. <laughs> shake it mm. like it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on the stage at Rick's too. Shook it like it was warm. Nice. Okay. Did the whole, you know, go up there. Everybody sings happy birthday while I booty danced. And I think I showed my underwear by accident. But well, shit yeah, happens. You know. yeah, it's Key yeah. West. <laughs> We've seen a lot worse. <laughs> Not a worry there. Uh, Corinne. Said, uh, love you guys so much. Been listening since I was a kid with my mom, and she's since passed, but it feels so comforting to hear you guys every morning. Aww. She said, are you able to give some insight as to where you pull your upcoming events in South Florida? We do something similar, and I search on the Palm Beach County calendar of events, Google, Ticketmaster. Are there any other sources or websites you use? I normally utilize yours kind of as a cheat sheet. Thank you for that. Kevin goes to a bunch of sites Mm -hmm. to put that together each and every week. So if you're getting it from him, you're getting a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah, I uh, go to uh, different places. Um, The uh, Sun Sentinel, they have one that uh, comes out, but it doesn't come out till Thursday. There is also one, Thrillist does one on what's going on that's mainly Miami, but some Broward. I will then, the Brightline, oddly enough, they've sent out, because they're trying to get people to go to different cities. Yes. Hey, go try this. Yeah. So on Thursdays, typically, they send out an email letting you know some of the stuff that is going on. So every now and then, I get something I didn't see anywhere else. I then go all the big sports teams. I check all their sites to see if they're in town, who they're playing. I then go to the big nightclubs, Live and Eleven and things like that, because they'll always have some celebrity that's going to be there. I go to the comedy stores, and now there's only Miami and Dania, but uh, I check on those individually. And then, yeah, same thing as you're doing. I'll do uh, weekend events and things like that. Check the uh, Florida Live Arena and 
Caseya Center and stuff like that. That comedy store that or whatever they're doing out in Wellington, I think it's going to be wickedly successful. Yeah, I guess I, it would be interesting to see if they call it Palm Beach Improv again, if it's just kind of moving. I mean, it'll, you could because it's still in Palm Beach County. Um, but uh, yeah, so that but that'll that'll be a little while. It's probably going to be a good eighteen months at least before that thing is up and cranking. So It'd be, be weird time. to have the Palm Beach Improv in Wellington. That would feel weird. Yeah, but uh, I just don't. You're not going to be plunking it downtown. Uh, you know, where's it uh, going to go? Maybe they can change the name. I mean, I know they're building it out west. You think they should go Wellington Improv? I don't know what it should be, but like Wellington and Wackadoos, something you know. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. The funny pony. Something, yeah. <laughs> well, they'll want to keep the improv part because that's part of their brand and it's all the same owners. The Wellington Wacky Improv. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you don't like even though Wellington's in Palm Beach County, still sticking with Palm Beach, Virginia? I don't, because I think it's confusing. I think if you say Palm Beach Improv, it's gotta be in West Palm Beach or Palm Beach. But the Palm Beach Improv was always in West Palm Beach, not right. in Palm Beach. That's yeah. okay. There's still Palm Beach in the name. Jeez. Mm. Out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of my mind. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, happens with that. But that's what I do. And honestly, it's it's a lot easier because it does take me a good bit of time to do that. And so it's just kind of a pain in the ass going to all that. So just get our e-blast. It's a lot easier and quicker. Or go to kbjshow.com. The e-blast drops Friday at noon. And if you've ever signed up for that and it just didn't drop in your inbox, I keep some people will mention that. Let me know because I'm trying to – Go over that and make sure if you've ever put your email address in, uh, there might be some glitch or something that's going on. I don't know what's happening. And it also could go to your junk and your, your spam folder. Check that, too, and then make sure Maybe. that you're, you're yeah. getting it. Mm-hmm. That happens to me sometimes. I'll sign up for something, and I'll be like, where is it? And it's in my junk box. Sometimes you think you sent something. You're like, I know I sent that. I know I did. You're searching for it, and then you look in your drafts. You go, motherfucker, you didn't send that. It's in your drafts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Remy had said, uh, so it was like uh, City Place, Rosemary Square, dead. It's under uh, refurbishments. It's not dead. I mean, there's still life, and people are still around there, and there's places that are open. But both in downtown West Palm Beach and downtown the Gardens, downtown the Gardens is massively leveled right now, too. Has, has Cheesecake finally fallen? Cheesecake is still there, and I don't think it's going anywhere at downtown at the gardens. The cheesecake at, in downtown West Palm is still up, but it's slated for death. I haven't had cheesecake in a minute. Does that sound good today? A little fried macaroni and cheese balls? I could fuck up some Cheesecake Factory. Oh, you want to get some Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> I got to drive to Wellington. That's where Rocco's camp is. Oh, so, yeah, when I leave here, I got an hour of driving ahead of me. But look at it this way. Maybe a positive. Do a different restaurant you normally don't do. Get some cool Wellington food. Bring it home. I do have to drive right by the Canes. That's what I'm talking about. I should okay. hit that Canes. You want me to bring you some Canes and cane sauce for tomorrow? Oh, you know I can't fucking talk about that. Boy, oh, see sorry, sorry. Listening. Shh, do like that. Sorry. Fucking, They're the I'm, new fresh sexy chicken on the block. I got you know I got people I got to answer to. Never mind, fuck Canes. <laughs> I hate you, Kane. And I saw a lot of buds over the weekend. I was watching uh, QB One, which is uh, a TV show about high school quarterbacks. You know, my sons 
start high school practice today. And so I was trying to get him in that mindset just to see kind of what it looks like because he has no idea what to expect. This is his first day today. Today is, yeah. I mean, he's had uh, camp all throughout summer, which was a lot of conditioning. Last week was their hell week. And he made it through hell week okay? Yeah, he made it through. Yeah. And so he is, uh, He's. I guess he's second string quarterback. Whoa. So, yeah, he's QB2. So the show is about QB1. It's so. okay. Tom Brady was QB2, too. Yeah, absolutely. At one point. Yeah, I mean, he's only you gotta, a freshman. You got to be two before you can be one, bro. That's true. Yeah, so he's only a freshman. So I, I think he'll be the starter on the JV team for that, a quarterback. You want him to take some snaps. You want to get him some playing time. Yeah, but he, he's never had the contact. He's only been playing that soft uh, – Flag football. Oh, he's going to get his bell rocked. Son, this is going to hurt a little bit. So, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to be like, what the hell? I was gonna show he's going to go, what the fuck? There, there, there's a couple kids that, yeah, that were taking off on stretchers, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh. I don't know if I'm encouraging him here to play this sport. or Because I, I did this, say, I played flag football for a long time, and then I remember the first time I ever did tackle with with big guys and no equipment on. Yeah. It I never thought I would ever be the same again. This fucking guy, his name was Heath. Yeah. He, he, he drove Someone me to do. the ground. Yeah. Was, yeah. I got up like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. I'm, I'm done. Like, no. I quit. Right. When he was five, we put Cannon in tackle uh, in Palm Beach Gardens. And first game, because uh, it was five, fifth through uh, eight-year-olds, five, five through eight-year-olds. Which isn't really fair to have an uh, uh, eight-year-old tackling a five-year-old. And that was it. It was a massive eight-year-old destroyed on. Cannon on the first play. And he was just shell-shocked. And he was crying. I'm like, this ain't going to. Is we, that Gardens? It was Gardens. At, yeah. Why y'all got eight-year-olds tackling five-year-olds? Yeah, gardens? We, we pulled him out. I'm like, he's not going to do this. Back in the day, back at Lake Park, we, we had a baseball league where you had eight-year-olds and 11-year-olds on the same team. That's stupid. It was stupid. It was. It's, it's too much. It yeah. Was. I mean, kids at that age, they're just, year by year, they're you know growing so much. And there's such a difference between mm. a five-year-old and an eight-year-old in size. There's, and Yeah. There's a huge difference in eight and 11. Like 11, you're, you're becoming... A, a, a human. Mm. I don't know anything about sports, but that's stupid. It, it was yeah, stupid. it was rough. So he hasn't done anything but flag since. So here he is, a ninth grader, and he's he's never done, you know, that kind of stuff. So just trying to kind of get him ready because I think the conditioning was pretty pretty brutal. There were kids barfing all over the place, and you know he wasn't used to that either. Throwing up in front of a bunch of people is always just very yeah. Ah, it's fine. I did it this weekend. You mm-hmm. just shake it off and keep drinking. So as we were watching uh, QB one, uh, yeah, I had to watch it on the Roku. Uh, I guess it's an app and it's a platform and buds ran every single commercial break. And it must've been an older ad cause it's Philip from buds and it's them making the chicken. And then he serves it at the end, but you can tell it's Philip. That oh, does that's it. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like every, you know, 10 minutes I saw Philip from buds. So it was, you know, all over the place. That's cool. He was at our podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Yep. Uh, so yeah, what I was doing over the weekend, I was uh, doing, I guess, bed rot. I, I love, honestly, love my bed. The room, I can get dark and cool, and especially in the summer. <laughs> it's just nice. Our, our living room, it's just we got, you know, sliders, and we don't have blinds on. It's just so bright, and it's it's a lot cozier to watch something on the TV we have in the bedroom, and I love it. So uh, Panchita had sent this in about uh, bed rot, and it's kind of a thing on TikTok right now because, you know, it's a self-care thing. Everybody's got such crazy lives that go so fast and your week is so intense that at the end, a lot of people on TikTok, they're just laying in bed. And what's different is they're saying, you know, give yourself an excuse. You're just trying to recuperate from a violent week 
of what you had to do. And it's a way to decompress and cope with the stressors of your everyday life. It's kind of like mental health and just relaxation. Look, I think the weekend's got to be that. You know, for me now, I've got to at least have a day where I just chill. Well, I think the key too, and I'm guilty of it too, I think if you're going to do that, if you're going to do bed rot, if you're going to watch a bunch of stuff, go in there and just surrender to the fact that I'm watching some TV. I'm going to do yep. it guilt-free. Right. Fuck what anyone thinks. A self-care Sunday. Yeah. J- j- if you're going to do mm-hmm. it, go, go in full gorilla and enjoy every minute of it. You yeah. should. Yeah. Play hard, rest hard. So, you know, of course, there are people that are saying, oh, this isn't uh, the, the best thing to do. Annie Miller, a licensed therapist and sleep specialist, says that bed rotting is one of the worst things you can do for your sleep. She says it's important to reserve your bed as a place only for sleep, and bed rotting disrupts this. She says no activities other than sleeping and sex should be done in bed. She says sitting in bed for extended periods of time is frequently associated with depression. A habit of lying in bed all day can indicate serious mental health problems. I'll tell you, I, I will do work in bed. I got you know pills prop me up, and I'll sit there and yeah. watch the TV, and it's cozy, and but I feel like pills I'm, or pillows, pillows that but prop pillows. me up. That's different than somebody who's just. I know what she's saying, and I agree with her to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I think you can go into that mode yeah. of doing nothing but just in your thoughts and rotting in bed. Yeah, I, she means like actually staying in bed, though. You don't yeah, do that. You're working on shit. That's different. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, that's how I do some of my work, One too. One day is not bed rot. No, it's yeah. not. That, that's what I'm saying. Every bed day, rot means like you're in the bed every day for a week, exactly. and you don't get out. You don't go to work. You don't go to mm. school. You don't go to socialize. You, that's not you. You're fucking up your life because of your bed rot. One day is not bed rot. One day is healthy self-care. Stay your ass in bed. Get some delivery. Well, when you got something, what I like, if I were laying there... <laughs> he just went, yeah. I'm definitely doing self-care, self-help. Self-help Monday. <laughs> if I were just laying there mindlessly watching mediocre television... Yeah. I think I might get depressed, but we always have something that we want to watch. It's good. It's captivating. And I've never, I've, I've done that where I've done the bed rotting. We're just, you know, chill watching a show like QB1, and then I can go to bed and sleep the whole night and have no problem. Yeah. yeah. So, you get other shit done in your life. Yeah, it that's not, me. It's not real bed rot. She's talking about, like, days on end. Well, what happens if you if you lay in bed like she's talking about, I've seen this happen with, with people in my personal life. They, they they live in that area. They're not mm. doing anything productive. And then they have a depression about being depressed. They're, they're, the mm. more they lay in the bed, yeah. they get anxiety. And it's sure. almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I see that. And there are things where I, I need to feel like I'm accomplishing. Either I'm watching something that is intentional or I'm you know, doing some work or something along those lines. Otherwise, yeah, I do feel the depression sinking in. She said, think couch rotting rather than bed rotting, where bed rotting is somewhat isolating. It says we need to all give ourselves some time to relax and just do it without judgment or guilt. And so that's the basic concept. So don't feel bad about that. Totally. And the one that needs to not do the judgments yourself. Everybody should have balance. Go have fun. Be outside. Be with people. Do things. But every once in a while, it's okay to stay in bed all day. Leave on your moo-moo and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up some lunch. We know you will. Something. I, I'm going to do it in a moo-moo. Will you send some pictures? <laughs> do it in a moo-moo. Send some pictures. Not of the food, of the moo-moo. I personally like eating naked, but you know you got to be alone for that. Don't send those pictures. <laughs> it's too much.
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. One thing I did do while I was bed rotting this weekend, I did watch the Black Mirror episode, Jonah's Awful. In fact, I got through the first episode of the new season and the second episode of the new season, and then I went back and watched that one episode that you had told me to watch. Nose dive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? It was it was really interesting. It was about your social score. It was it was great commentary on society today. It's this girl who's doing everything possible to keep elevating her social score, and she's going to a wedding just because it will boost her social score, and she's trying to hang out with other people that have a higher social score over a certain number. And there's so much of it that is real. You know, uh, my uh, daughter, Kayla, and her friend, uh, Justin, that works uh, there at the Hard Rock, they talk about how shamelessly they go through and they look at your social media and you get access to the club and different parts of it based on your social score. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah, the more followers you have. If you've got nobody, then they're not going to put you in a great place. They want somebody who's going to be capturing video and photos of – you know, the DJ and things like that to make it look cool. So if you don't have those kind of followers, you in the back, baby. It comes right back down to high school popularity bullshit. It's, <laughs> it felt very similar, it yeah. It makes people feel bad if they're not, you know, it's not everybody, but some kids or some people will try to be in the cool club and they, they, they can't do it. It's another way that, yeah, you've kind of created this, uh, you know, cool kids, this niche, these cliques. All this kind of stuff and, you know, the pressure that went on with it. And there's somebody that's in it that used to have a lot of, you know, followers in the social score that relieved themselves of that pressure. And they just seem so much happier in life. Yeah. If you, if you got into it, uh, there's a part where she gets into a, a little spat with somebody and people start watching the, the and, her, and her social score starts to go down. It's, it's, it's a, I think you have uh, all the episodes. You would like that one. She doesn't mind the low social score until she tries to go to the hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> and then but, she's like, oh, crap. Well, and it's interesting commentary on South Florida because there are pockets of South Florida. I mean, look, we got we got real people living in South Florida. Most of it is that way. But we've got those few pockets that it is. That's really the world of it. Around the clubs and around your high-end places and the brickles and the boats and all that kind of stuff. It's it's legitimately that way. It, la- it lacks some soul and some spirit it does. when you approach the world like that. And it's it, it's tough. I think it would just suck your soul right out. It does. It, you, you, it, it's all one big, large, fake party. It and is. That's, it's it, it's going to be empty by the end of the... And it's so fleeting, and you're always trying to maintain that status. You, and th- is that living? No, I wouldn't think so, because I think you would always have anxiety, right, about your numbers and about, I've created a new video, let's hope it catches on. Yeah. It'd actually be a very terrible way to go. 
Uh, Engineer Key said, without uh, ruining too much of the episode, Jonah's Awful is about quantum computing. And as we delve farther into quantum computing, we're going to have access to computers that can simulate reality much more accurately. So this episode is about the worst case scenario of a reality being simulated. It's somebody that goes home and they see a new show, in a sense, on Netflix and it's called Joan is Awful, and her name is Joan, and it is somebody that has her exact unique hairstyle that's looking right back at her, and her and her fiancé start watching it, and it's her exact day. And unfortunately, she did some things during that day that her fiancé wouldn't like. Oh. And everything she does now is then immediately featured on this TV show. Wasn't, wasn't the X-Lax part weird? That was weird. That they weird. went, yeah, they went way over the top on that. It was, and <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I go, huh, that was a weird way to go. It was, it was an odd delving into actors playing real people and what the real actors were doing. And yeah, it was, it was, it, it was kind of odd. It was a little bit out there. I, I guess I, I didn't know anything about this being quantum computing and this was a thing. So obviously they have some pretty impressive nerds working on it. Quantum computing sounds way too smart of a show for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think we... Yeah. Kardashians, Virginia. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the episode <laughs> is about the worst case scenario of a reality being simulated and it also raises ethical questions about turning off quantum computers that try to simulate reality. So that, it's what that's comes, what it was about. That it's, it's all the stuff I've been talking about when it... But, Robots having feelings and being, you know, self-aware. If you have a, a, a robot living at your house that looks like a human, acts like a human, comes off with empathy, and, and really is very human-like, and then you kill that thing or shut it down because it's just a robot, people are going to have a problem. with People will get attached to the robots. They're, they're going to get attached to robots just like they do to humans, and we're going to be mm. living in a hybrid of robots and people, Kev. Yeah, that's uh, some of that sci-fi stuff. That is not so fiction after all. Mm. Kardashians? <laughs> They're going to play audio of me talking, the robots, damn it, from 30 years <laughs> ago. <laughs> yeah, He knew uh, it. He knew it was coming. Yeah. So it's the question is, are we in a simulation is in a sense what it is. Matrix t- style stuff. God, wouldn't that be fucked up if we were in a simulation? This is just a, a game or just a, a, an exercise. To us, it feels like a whole world. The, the further we go into tech, the more you do have to wonder to be like, hey, what is real? What is not? <laughs> what is right? Honestly, man, it's it's just everything. We got aliens being, you know, they, they're saying we got aliens, Virginia, kids dressing up as cats. It's getting fucking. We got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. Weights and fish. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of alien stuff dropping last week. <laughs> we did. We're living in a very alien time. Oh, my gosh. TikTok is so alien heavy right now. Is it? I bet. Everything that everybody's doing, they're like, Oh my gosh, if the aliens do come, I want them to know about this store or this breakfast sandwich. Like, oh, the aliens would love this. Wow. Yeah, they need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's alien heavy. Well, the, uh, the, the the things that got admitted last week that we have alien bodies and that people have been killed to cover it up. Damn. That's some next level that's shit. That's next that's level true. stuff. That's X-Files come yeah. to life. Who they killed? Are they saying that? Well, you would have to no ask No specifics yourself. yet, but he, that's where he said, if we're going to talk more about this, we got to go to the skiff where you can actually have conversations with Congress and tell them stuff that will become and stay top secret. 
Tell them stuff that we want to keep from the general public about the bad stuff that we've done with the government money they pay. And, yeah. and you have to go, well, why, <laughs> why don't they want people to know what would be, what's the reason? Because they're evil. Well, there might not be. And they've be, done evil things. Maybe there, and some people believe that there is some kind of a treaty deal or some kind of an understanding between the alien species mm. and the powers that run yeah. Whatever that we they, they've got their own little agenda going on. They yeah. know shit that we're not supposed to know, and that's going to fuck up the agenda. What that agenda is, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's, it's fascinating stuff. I was uh, the the dinner that I had uh, on Friday. It was with um, like physics teacher at Kim's school. Uh, he real smart dude, fascinating guy. But he, you know, he kind of uh, broke into that, and he told me about something I never heard called the Drake equation. I just said, "Do you think aliens are real?" He's like, "Yeah, it's ma- mathematically basically been proven." There's this thing called the Drake equations. Not the rapper. That looks into how many other planets might have aliens on them, friendly planets around stars, and they have an equation that says, yeah, there's life. Oh, I think there's so many different species out there. Yeah. Think about how big it is out there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. big. It's pretty fucking big. In Virginia. fact, they have a they have a number on it. They're like, yeah, there's going to be this many planets that have alien life on it. How crazy is that? All different types of creatures. Yeah. If you're a nerd, you want to do a, a deep dive on that. It's the Drake equation. Oh, I have such a a alien bone, alien boner on that bone piece right now. Yeah. <laughs> Look into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Got uh, some other stuff here. And including a nice little thing here. Virginia always has her stat about uh, nine out of 10 men. (laughs) Uh, Kimberly had sent this in nine out of 10 times. Children get their awesomeness from their mother. True story. I don't know if that is really a true story, but it just seems nice. Mm Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thought I'd throw that in there for you. Virginia. It's just, uh, you know, dads do nothing. (laughs) I think that's the message we can take. You are going to, you're going to, you're going to set, some of these angry dads off, and then I'm gonna have to hear about it. I yeah. don't really you think got, that. Bird, you gotta, you gotta shut off her microphone. The whole thing about the uh, Barbie dating test, as to you know, finding out if a guy didn't like the Barbie movie and trashes it, he's basically undateable because he supports the patriarchy and he uh, just doesn't get women. He will never want you to be independent, so do not date this guy. She dug in real deep on that one. Oh, yeah. I was even getting text messages from friends that like her. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is she talking? Some of them were women. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It, it has, it, it does have its empowerment to it. There are a lot of people who are buying it, and look, it's doing great. Ninety-three million second weekend. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 a beast. If mm-hmm. you've seen it and you hate it, maybe you should examine why you hate it. That's that, all I'm saying. And, and all I'm saying is, I don't think that's a fair thing to do. That's that's some people just don't like movies because they don't like them. It's not because they don't want equality. The for, beginning. They want equality for women and and absolutely champion women and still not like a movie. And it could just be them. It's not like in the movie. But the whole message of it, and especially the part, you guys haven't seen it, but America Ferrara is so good in this movie, and she's kind of like discovering her own self-worth mm-hmm. through Barbie and with Barbie, and it's kind of like they're doing the, like the parallel thing. But she delivers this impassioned, amazing monologue that I think, like, they should be doing. I just, I just loved it. So, what I'm getting from it, it there are some women out there that still feel social pressures to 
get married, have kids, continue that. And I saw today one out of four Gen Z are now like, yeah, I'm never going to have kids. 25% are saying, yeah, just not going to be for me. And maybe there's more of this thought that, you know, I'm going to build me up, boost me up. My life is about uh, taking care of myself and achieving the greatest heights I can. It's not all about looking to latch onto somebody. I'm going to find myself worth from that. I'm just not a big fan, especially when media does it, where it's got to be all or nothing. If you don't love this 100%, you are against. And that's just not – life is full of nuance, baby. Yeah. Sometimes you can absolutely be for the great – the great things of the world, the the messages and all the causes, and but you just don't like the movie. And it's just the, it's just mm-hmm. that simple. There's no agenda. There's no I want the patriarchy to be. There's just you didn't like the movie, and I don't like when people do that. I, I don't like when they, it's all or nothing because you yeah. can have you can have three different thoughts on a matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was the overall gist. Was that uh, if a guy doesn't like it, undateable. <laughs> Which guys were then firing back saying, "Okay, so I take them to an action movie and they don't like it. They're undateable." I wouldn't go to an action movie, so I guess we're not going to work out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you try to take me to Fast and the Furious, I would just be furious. <laughs> and fast, You'd be out there fast. I'd be so fast. Yeah, you I'd ain't be furious, no, I'd be out there fast. No nookie for you. Bye. Yeah. Uh, the other uh, little interesting tidbit from the weekend is uh, what up with Disney, man? The Haunted Mansion made $24.2 million. That's compared to... Barbie at 93 and Oppenheimer at 46.2. Did they make a bad movie? Did they release it at the wrong time? What is it about? Because I, I like movies like this. I think it's supposed to be kind of a spoofy fun. I mean, they've got, I think, like, what, Tiffany Haddish in there. And yeah. they, they got, you know, kind of more a comedy cast. Owen Wilson's in it. Yeah, it's a great cast. And so you would think it would do well and it'd be a fun movie. Maybe the expectations are just too high, uh, but... You know, twenty four point two million. I mean, I know I, I think comedies t- typically do a little less than some of the dramas and the the bigger movies. And Barbie's eating all the available money. But I would think that you would, if you're Disney, your expectations were higher than twenty four point two million. I think anything with Disney, you're expecting more than twenty five. It's, it's a shitty opening week. And they for just Disney. this is coming on the heels of how many flops that they've had, or at least disappointments i guess you could say movies that didn't live up to the money they put into it and the expectations yeah they got they they kind of got themselves into a little polarizing situation i think it's going to i think some people are going to trash disney no matter what yeah, I'm just wondering if, that, if that's truly it. Because look, I, I'm not I, down with that either. Take I'm, it for, I'm aware for each, of it. Yeah. I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to a Disney movie. If it looks like I like it, I don't care about that. If a that. movie's good, a movie's yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't make any kind of political stance with that. I don't feel passionately about that. So yeah, I just I just wonder how. I mean, are that many people feeling that way? I don't think so. I just I'm just feeling like maybe. Disney got a case of the yips right now. Social media makes it. Yeah, it, it, I, make, it makes everyone appear that everyone's at so much war with each other. Yeah, and I think there are people level. rooting on Disney going through the yips, and they're happy and laughing about it. But yeah, it is just odd that they've hit this. You know, whatever it is, it's going on with them, and and some people say maybe it's that they're trying too hard to try to cram down social messages in it, and. People are just like, eh, I'm okay with that. The movie has a 42 score on Rotten Tomatoes, 42%. Is that critics or is that the audience? Because I, 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 uh, I never look at the critics' score anymore. I always go with the people. Because mm-hmm. critics are fucking douches, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that did you see what that was, Virginia? It, does, it just says Rotten Tomatoes, 42%. 
I feel like I would go see this movie because it looks like it could be great. The cast, Danny DeVito's in it. Tiffany Haddish is in it. Go back up real quick, B. Oh, I, yeah, it's uh, 86 is the audience score. Okay. 42 is the critics. Oh, that's yeah. the critics. Fucking critics, man. Yeah, so 86, that's not bad. No, no that's, that's good. And I thought I'd heard some pretty good stuff. So, I mean, if it's a pretty decent movie that it seems like fans like... Did they just release it at the wrong time? Did Maybe. nobody did nobody tell them that hey, this Barbie movie might be huge? Stay away from Barbie. Well, you might want to give it a few weeks. They yeah, they went against two monsters, Barbie. Well, well there was a, there was Barbie. There Oppenheimer. Was, and then I thought there was one other one that was kind of pretty, Sound of Freedom. Oh, that was the. It's other still one. in it the is. top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that thing's been out for a while. Well, and you know, like KJ's commenting too, saying, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a good movie, but. I'm not going to run to a theater to see that. I'll watch it when it gets on Disney Plus. And maybe, ah. maybe in a sense, and this is the hard thing about digital. Look, I mean, we got to deal with this, you know, right now where you have audiences on different platforms that you almost sometimes, you know, we got the radio and an audience there. And, you know, then we have the app and everything else. So you can listen to us, time delayed and all that stuff that sometimes you bastardize your own audience. Um, and rip them apart in ways that you don't want. And so maybe Disney costs themselves money at the box office by having people trained and download. Because I thought the Disney app was doing well or better, and I don't know, at some point. They just turned Bubba Fett into a, the biggest pussy, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what it is. But uh, it's definitely somebody's going to be having a very tough conversation in a boardroom today at Disney about what the hell's going on with them and the money on that because I'm sure they really wanted that to do better than or what do they it's making. Not give a fuck. Like, oh, we're Disney and ah, fuck it. It's Monday. Get some damages in here. We'll make no. it we're Disney. Movie. We don't give a fuck about money. What? Yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like they don't sometimes. Well, they got uh, stock market price issues. They got shareholders. Uh, yes, those people. Those people definitely care. So somebody's going to be yelling at somebody today. I know that. Oh, this is kind of interesting. You ever like when you find that somebody else could have gotten a part in a movie? They say that both Paul Giamatti and Philip Seymour Hoffman were offered the part of Michael Scott on The Office but turned it down. Huh. Yeah. Steve Carell, to me, is the only person that could have played that role. Probably worked out better. It, I don't see. I really feel like he brought his own whimsy to that role. Something yeah. that was just built. He was designed to be to be Michael Scott. It just fit. Yeah. Fits so great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so, too. Paul Giamatti, you saw his pig vomit in the Howard Stern movie. He and was great. That might have been similar to that role, but I, I just, uh, to your point, no I don't way. think it would have been the same. No way. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K., Bob Odenkirk, and even Rain Wilson read for it, too. Bob Odenkirk, they did a part with him. He's in a, an episode later on, and he plays a Michael Scott, Steve Carell type. Mm-hmm. and. He would have been the closest thing that could have got to Michael Scott, in my opinion. And still, and I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Michael Scott, Steve Carell owned that role. Okay. It, it, it was him. Yeah, he made it. Well, maybe Disney can look at McDonald's and feel a little bit better. McDonald's kind of riding high. They had a really good quarter last quarter, and they're thanking Grimace, bringing him back and having the Grimace shake do so well on Grimace's birthday that they did. And now McDonald's has unveiled plans for a new restaurant chain called Cosmics, C-O-S-M-C-S, which is based on an extraterrestrial mascot that featured that was featured in ads in the late 80s and early 90s. Cosmic is a yellow-colored character who is part alien and part robot and craves McDonald's food. 
And they say the new spinoff chain of smaller restaurants is going to be tested in a few sites early next year. But it sounds like McDonald's is getting more back to the fun, just, okay, we're fast food. You know, it'd be great for you, but Ronald, come here and have a good time. It's what we want from you. I love all the old characters. They should totally do that. Bring back and make a McDonald's look exactly like it did back in like 1982. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. Playland. Yeah. With the little characters. I think people want escapism. They want fun. They want something that's comfortable. And, you know, McDonald's, it's it's that kind of stuff. You know, people went back to the old classics that they loved as kids because they wanted something that was nostalgic. And fuck it. Bring back Hamburglar and make him even a bigger dick. Have him, <laughs> have him just go all in on stealing hamburgers and shit. Okay. <laughs> Double down on it. Yeah, well, you need, you need little characters and storylines. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do, too. So uh, Disney, they're uh, going to try something to get uh, more people out there at Epcot. They thought the thing that's going to fix it is pickle milkshakes. <laughs> pickle and milk? That sounds it's fucking... It's a pickle milkshake. That sounds disgusting. We think it's another uh, Disney miss? <laughs> that's a miss. <laughs> who's who's calling the shots at Disney? That's I don't, an odd combination. I don't like it. And sometimes pickle and sweet does go good together, uh-huh. but for some reason, like that's going to be cold. That's a gnarly to me. Pickle milkshake. Ugh, Not cutting it. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I don't know. What the Disney? What the? I can't believe people like that pickleback shot. People love that shot. That thing's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I, I like pickle on a lot of things. On chicken sandwiches. I like it on chicken sandwiches. Yes, I love it on, on, on chicken sa- I love it in salads. Okay. Interesting. That works. Yeah, milkshake, I'm not so sure. I do a very wet salad, though. You know it's real wet. Oh, everything you do is wet. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I, it's drenched. <laughs> My friend stuff. made some homemade pickles, mm. and they're kind of spicy, but they're kind of sweet. Oh. I bet you could make some good fried pickles here in the studio. You bet your ass I could. I, I, I don't Do you think she could, Kev? I don't know if she could. Maybe not. No, <laughs> she could. It might be too challenging. Maybe, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you, know, you have to make fried pickles. I don't think you probably couldn't do it. Oh, I'm making them tomorrow. I'll show you. Yes, I got it. <laughs> Pretty smart, Bird. Pretty smart, Bird. All right. Thanks for all the emails. Send them in to us. Mail at kvjshow.com. Y'all enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.